Welcome to Life in the Music Business, a masterclass with Professor Pooch and your host, Bass Face. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Life in the Music Business with Professor Pooch. Uh, how you doing tonight, Pooch? I'm doing fine. Uh, and I'll just continue over with what we're talking about. Yeah. Cool. It's just the... You got to have some ambition in life. What helps ambition is purpose. You need a purpose. You know, see, like with me, I like helping people. So I want to have, I, I do what I like to do, but I make enough money, of course, to survive. I mean, you know, I tell people, hey, Pooch has got to eat too, you know, like that. Of course. But uh, it's just amazing how people get jealous of other people, they're envious. These are, by the way, on the scale of enlightenment and the scale of really bad vibes are envy, jealousy, guilt, shame, things like that. They are so low. And if you always feel that way, those people that are talking down to you and stuff means they got low vibes. They're only going to attract people, you know, they're going to look for uh, higher ends and things, but they're going to be attracting the same people. Yeah. At and their that's, when vibe. Life, that's when the life becomes redundant and everything just is, is unfulfilled because you are always sitting there looking for something to, to, to like an external force to, to get you up off of your ass and get you moving when everything that you need is inside of you and you are everything you need to be and you have everything you need to have to be able to be successful at this current moment. Yep. And people uh, think like a video game, I guess, they get used to playing a lot of video games. Oh, this is easy. You know, I'm just going to pull out my, you know, whatever, you know, and yeah, take over code. the world. <laughs> it yeah. takes effort. You know, look, it's like I tell people, I have my, you know, three-step plan. We've talked about it several times here. But, I mean, there's, I can give them the whole plan of action and stuff like that, very inexpensively. At the same point in time, there's two things I can't give them, <laughs> and that is talent, okay, mm. and effort. The people that work with me who put the effort into it make money. The people that don't put the effort into it don't. It's that simple. You know, uh, you have to be, you know, just as diligent you know, on the business end as you are in the artistic or have somebody you really trust to do it for you your why and the reason that you do what you do needs to be so solid and secure that no matter what happens no matter what direction you get pulled no matter what gets thrown at you your foundation is so strong that you cannot be moved from that place and a lot of people are so uh, back and forth and this and that and they're not able to really lock in on what they want in their life and a lot of people see me do, I do, like me and Pooch do so many things. We can offer so many things <laughs> to different clients. But the reason that we're able to do that is because our foundation is so strong that we can stand up on two feet. And no matter what natural disaster comes towards us, we're still standing on our two feet. What's a famous saying or something? Uh, I forget who said it. Somebody very famous from the old days and stuff. It's just when you have a purpose, the obstacles that you most people run into move out of your way mm -hmm. it's just you're going to go right through this because a lot of times obstacles are in the brain yeah. <laughs> yeah but but people knocking other people i mean first of all the the 
the simplest straight ahead thing is whatever anybody thinks about you, your opinion, your art is an opinion. That's all it is, folks. Everything, almost yeah, everything in life is an opinion. Yeah, and, and not everything is for everyone. You know what I mean? So right. uh, you, have, yeah, to, you, you gotta, have to be able to pick. Yeah, pick what's right for you. Yeah, you, you mm -hmm. brought that up and hit me right away. Yeah, I mean, so many people are upset in life because maybe their father wanted them to be this or their boyfriend wanted them to be this or this or that. You got to pick what's best for you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. nobody, you got to live with yourself 24 hours a day. People don't think about that. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that you have choice over everything that you want to accomplish and everything everything that you want to do in your life is in your hands. And you don't need all this fancy equipment. I mean, so since we're in music, we're going to be talking about it from this perspective. You don't need all this fancy equipment, all these expensive uh, tools and this and this and this to make good music. The best music is just made on an instrument or the simplicity is key when it comes to this type of stuff. So it's like you can carry that through many different things in your life. But I've always found that the people that are jealous and that are trying to bring somebody else down really just make themselves look bad. Like my mom always uh, like always used to say, when you point a finger at somebody, you're pointing four back at you or three back at you because, you know what I mean, the way you're pointing at them. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's like, not just that. It's like people judging you and just like your mother did and stuff. When you're talk, knocking somebody else down or whatever you're doing, your mind is not on you. Your mind is on them. You know, you're thinking about them or, oh, man, this person did this horrible thing to me. Well, and you, I, I say, yeah, five minutes to be upset and... and now let's move forward because otherwise your mind's on them, you know, the, yeah. the revenge factor and things like yeah, that. Yeah, most of the time it's really about people seeing other people doing things that they want to be doing. And I mean, this has even happened in my own life. Like, you know, I've seen many, many different people come and go throughout the industry and that I used to be really good friends with. Some of them became really successful, some of them not so much, and some of them are now becoming successful doing their thing. So it's like, you get to see all different perspectives, but you always got to just be happy for everybody else and make and, and allow that to, to make you work harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah, see other exactly. my other friends' success as something that's bad and that's going to bring me down. Like, oh, I'm, I'm not at where they're at, so therefore I suck. I mean, it's, well, it's they're not. Thinking, at that point, they're thinking of them and not you. And there's no reason they can't become successful. And you become successful too. It's just yeah, like there's, there's yeah. room for everybody. Yeah, I mean, oh my god! But you know, it's one thing I came up with a while ago. I don't know. It's a, it's exactly in my God didn't create alarm clocks book. But there is no such everything's an opinion. There is no such thing as large or small, fat or thin, deep or wide or whatever, unless you compare it to something else. The thing is that everything and everyone just is. Ah, yes, that's everything. You just is, you know. It's, it's that simple. You think about it. There is, you know, how, all right, I'll give you a great example. We're here on Earth. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we look up all the stars up in there, all of a sudden we feel kind of really small compared with the universe, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you see this ant on the ground. To them, we're gigantic. 
And right. to us, man, they're really tiny. And then an atom or molecule looks up at the ant and says, wow, this ant is gigantic, you know? And the ant says, boy, I could hardly see them. They're so small. You know, it's <laughs> You're comparing. Yeah, yeah and that's it, the thing. That's what. That's the reason that social media, I believe, is like. That's the the thing that is the worst. That the worst thing that social media has to offer is that everything is is glorified and, and glamified to make it look like it's it's perfect and everybody's life is perfect. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it doesn't take rocket science to take a perfect angle picture where your your hand is behind your head or your tight. You know what I'm saying? All the girls well, popping their booty out or whatever. Like yeah, perfect is an opinion right there. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many people trying to be perfect that they don't get anything done because there's no such thing as perfect so they're reaching for forever yeah and the thing is too like I, there's a level of, of perfection that i reach for but at the end of the day i mean i also know how like how things are supposed to sound and then i don't i don't nitpick and nitpick i just when i when it feels right that's it you know what i mean and you can't you can't always be going to, no. for perfection there and, and the thing is because there is no such thing as perfection you do the best you can with what you have or what you want to sound like this or that in music or whatever. And I go by very simple things. When I get pooch bumps on my arms, I know I got a great mix. You know what I mean? And I've had, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I've had, you know, engineer friends who I take the rough because the rough is a great mix. And then they'll try to tweak it and stuff. And then, it loses that feeling. Something gets like too perfect or whatever, you know? Yeah. I like an edge. Well, I'm a rocker, so I like, you know. Of edge. course, of course. And you're on the East Coast, so I mean, you like, we like things a little grittier over here, yep. you know? We're a little bit more aggressive in that. Yeah, believe yeah. it or not, different parts of the country have different things. That's why a lot of the Europe uh, sound coming up even from the 60s and 70s, whatever, when they talked about people that they loved and stuff, there weren't people from the West Coast because to them, the, it, the productions, everything was too pretty, too, you know, fake, or whatever. They liked the rough sounds, whether, you know, but it's all pretty much East, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and a lot of people on the East Coast who were very big in the day and stuff, they went to Europe because European, to the Europeans, these people are real big stars, you know, because they had that rough edge and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, growing up over here, I mean, we don't realize how how aggressive things are until you go get a different perspective. And I mean, that's that's the whole point right there is that everybody on earth is is just here. And we, you know what I mean? And every everything on social media and all this stuff makes it seem like everything has to be perfect and being different is bad. But at the end of the day, everybody is unique everybody's always searching for something like musically everybody is always searching for their own sound but if everybody just went and just did what they enjoyed and made something that they liked they would realize that that is their sound themselves you don't have to be anything else other than you well yeah i mean i don't want to you know like i see so many people imitating other people because they like them and i understand that and, and i say to them but there already is a Mick Jagger. There already is, you know, uh, Billy Eilish. There are, you know, who are you? Everybody's unique. Yeah. Nowadays, it's 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 been easier. I'm gonna be honest. It, it may the nowadays when it comes to production, it's easy to not 
have your own sound. It's easy to go online, get a loop from splice.com or any royalty free sample and just put it in there and put the drums over top and start singing. But that's not who you are. Who you are is sitting down at an instrument and just strumming one chord and just start singing something or whatever the, whatever you're trying to do as an artist, producer, DJ, it doesn't matter. Like, you just need to let your your ideas out. Like, like and record it's, them and record them. Keep the recorder on. Yes, some kind yeah. of recorder on. It's easy on a computer. Real cheap program. I set mine for five hours, and my microphone just picks up everything in the room. So I get ideas anytime. I won't forget them and stuff. Yeah, it, you know what's interesting actually? The, the, uh, I just compared two things. Like I created an analogy in my head, right? So like the equivalent of using samples and royalty-free loops and all this stuff online that are just repetitive eight bar, 16 bar loops that just repeat throughout the whole time is the equivalent of a painter, an actual artist that paints with a pen, whether no matter what style, he goes to paint but there's already an outline of everything. So he's just coloring in the lines. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's you know, like in the numbers. You used to have artwork like that. Yeah. Like, you, you yeah. Just, number by number, you match the paint. With the number. The... <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if you think about it, that's really what it is. And then everybody's sitting here like, Oh, check out my music. I'm the best. Uh, I'm up next. And it's like, how are you up next when you're using somebody else's uh, stencil? or sketch and then you just put some your paint over top of it. It's like, doesn't make sense to me. So I find that a lot of the best music is is just like, like even things like Timbaland. Timbaland's a huge producer where he just started going and beatboxing on his beats and doing weird things. Like he just, he was outside the box and that's something that people emulate till this day. Oh yeah, I mean, outside the box, I, I think outside the straight jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, and the thing is, what's always fun at night because uh, this happens to be at night, I, I middle of the night, I mean, we're recording at 12.30 in the morning, but after this, it's still part of my work schedule evening. I go down and make a smoothie, and I put on one of these big hit stations and stuff that, from the past, okay? And it's like a game. After three notes, can I name the song and the artist? And a lot of times you can because they have your own sound. You know it's the Stones. You know Quincy Jones with with uh, Michael. Yeah, I mean you just know these things like that. Billie Eilish is going to work in that way. She's got her sound and stuff like that. Uh, Muse, I can tell Muse immediately. Uh, they're just they have a sound that makes them stand out. There already is, you know, but yeah. If you like Muse, you don't want to be Muse. You want to be who you are and just let it go. Yeah, and I, and the thing that is important to remind everybody, for people that aren't like technical music theory, I mean, every song you've ever heard in your whole life has used the 12 notes that we have available. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have, we have 12 notes, and every single song in the history of the world is a combination of those notes. Yep, it, you know, it's, so, yeah, it's just, you know, the black keys and the white keys, mm -hmm. and they end up, that's all there is. That's yeah, all the and notes are. The one cool thing that I can give everybody as a tip of advice right now from when I was started taking lessons in songwriting, like, I went and learned, about, like, my teacher was, he tried to demystify everything for me so that, like, I could understand how people uh, were how people made one hit wonders and were never able to make another song again because they stumbled upon this theory. But at the end of the day, 
because every song in the history of mankind has been written on those 12 notes, I find that a lot of people limit themselves because as soon as they start playing something, they're like, ah, no, 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 it sounds like this. Ah, no, no, it sounds like that. It's like, you have to understand everything that you're going to play is going to sound like something. You just got to stick with it and make it and own that, own that shit and make it you. Yeah, I mean, McCartney, I think, says, you know, you steal every song. You don't. But if you think about it, every song in the world had been written before in somebody's shower, <laughs> you know, and just, just letting out the notes and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I, but you know why you can be unique with stuff? Is if you think about it, everybody, and you'll have yours, I'll have mine, everybody that's listening and stuff, grew up during a time when they were really young, when they were introduced to certain kinds of music. And a lot of times it's what city you're in, you know, it's what kind of schools you're in, whatever, your parents' taste in music, what you listen for. And you're really the sum of all these different sounds. And you might have certain ones you really latched on to. And... <laughs> It does that way. I mean, I, God, I could think of so many diverse styles that affected my writing, I'm sure, in some way. And, well, of course, I'm talking about a different era with me, but I'm sure in your household, too, that, you know, you heard certain types of music. And when you went to school, your friends were playing certain kinds of music. The radio was playing certain kinds of music. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you are able to use all those influences that you've listened to and, and admired your whole life, like, and 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 steal some of those things from that. But I mean, when I say steal, I mean no, don't, you're not, uh, you're not you know, you're not stealing. Yeah, yeah, you go. But when I say when I say steal, I mean like emulate what they got, uh, take that vibe that they had, and and make it your own. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that like, for instance, um, killing me softly, right? Oh yeah, killing me softly. Um, I forget who who's the original singer. The original but like, was Roberta Flack. Okay, so Roberta Flack, right? She was the one. I'm I'm like ninety percent positive she wrote the song, but she wrote the song oh, she about did. going. She right. went. To, she wrote the song about going to see Don McLean, who wrote American Pie, perform yeah. live, and it was like that observation was that song, and it was a hit song. It was just. It was just. You know what I mean? Other things influence other things. But it became a big hit with the rock band, too. Uh, about yeah. 20 years later, was it UB40? I, I forget names. Or yeah, there was, a, there was a couple different groups. I know that the uh, a couple different groups did it, honestly. Forget. Yeah, I forget but, we're, but we're all, you know, we're all, the way we're raised, things, it's funny like that. Which brings up a weird point, actually, that's interesting, is that this is one of the biggest things about being a new, uh, oh, with the virus, it's even worse. But you want to play for your fans and gain fans. But most places that will pay you are bars and clubs. Now, in the bars and clubs, people usually have to be 21 years of age. And the problem is, by the age of 21, the people most of the people who are listening and stuff to music and stuff already have their favorites from when they grew up. It's the teenage thing, yeah. you know, where they, they grow up. And, and that's who you're influenced by. I'm sorry, folks, and your teens and teens. 
that's you're gonna that's gonna stay with you. That's kind of music. So it really hurts young musicians who really need that crowd to be able to attract that crowd. And the people the problem attached to that is the bars and clubs aren't going to let well they usually can't let in people under twenty one. And the people that would want to put on the stuff can't make enough money from it to do the promotion and put on the show, et cetera, et cetera, sound, whatever. It, it's just, it's a conundrum, you know, that, where it's a real problem of how to get people, they need more all-age venues and stuff. But right now, you, get, you can't even use any kind of venues, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's tough. But, I mean, the moral of the story, being unique is not, as difficult as you think it is uh, all you have to do is be yourself and not care what anybody thinks and don't put other people down or get jealous because all that does is just attract that more towards you so you just need to stick to your guns and say hey listen just because nobody understands what i'm trying to do doesn't mean that what i'm doing is wrong necessarily no well if you think about it uh, like to sum it up in a weird way is that you uh you're being you and they're watching you instead of trying to become better themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're doing yeah. something about it. They're watching you. It's like, you know, people could keep working at things, even in the virus, keep working at things, or just sit back and watch everybody pass them by. <laughs> you know, where do you want to go? Remember, everything's an opinion. And uh, yeah. people know nothing. I don't care if somebody knocks me or anything. I don't care. You know, I don't expect yeah. everybody to like me. It, you know, we're, we're all, you know, if everybody liked everybody else, the, the world would be kind of boring because everybody would be the same. <laughs> exactly. I mean? And that, and then it's always the people that dare to be, the dare to be different, that make that change and, and change culture. You know I'm saying like you could make music out here and, and get millions of streams and make all this money, but like, are you actually going to be remembered 20, 30 years from now? Yeah, you may have a hit single now, but is that hit single, does it resonate with people or is it just something people are just going to nod their head to when they're in the club? You know, you have to really well, think about that. Yeah, well, that, that's why I always say, yeah, uniqueness is important, but it's still going to be marketable. It's still going to be something that people can latch on to. And I keep telling people, you know, even with, with any kinds of songs and sounds, I want to be hearing it three days from now. Then I know it's a good song. Like right now, believe it or not, the song I can't get out of my head, and it's been weeks and weeks and weeks, Miley Cyrus put out a song called High. Mm -hmm. And the hook in that thing, I hear it all day long in my head. It's such an amazing hook. And the interesting part is because Miley Cyrus, the country's done it, she's a rocker. Her voice so perfectly, you know, it's a rough kind of voice, perfectly fits the song. A song should stay with you, you know, until you keep hearing it long going. Picture this, you're, in a, you're a, a record exec, A&R or whatever, in the record companies, listen to 50 songs in a day. Now, what song is going to stand out at them later in the night? You know, yeah. what, what is going to, they can't get out of their head or something. Uh, uh, one of the keys I found out that really, does it? Of course, you need a great groove, <laughs> okay. But also, and it fits my songs because it's just the way I like them, you know. Is they're haunting, something that grabs you. And and the trick to being haunting is funny. The simpler the song is, the easier to be haunting. Those spaces are important too. 
Yeah, and that's it with something even Mozart said is that um, the music is not the notes that are chosen, but the silence in between, which I never understood for a while until I like started getting the pop music and I was like, wow, there's a lot of space. Like I can actually, I can hear each line in the hook and I can remember it. You know what I mean? I have the space to remember. It's not just da 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 the simpler you are, the more rhythm you can have. The more spaces, that's what, you can't have rhythm without spaces. And da 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 it's like drummers, like, you know, what happens, or usually drummers, it could be guitar players, I've seen this too, where they're playing so much, so much, so much, by two thirds of the way through the song, and then just keep constantly playing, the, the listener, the audience tunes out because the brain, the way the brain works, it just loses its power. But if you go, you know, you're grabbing their attention. You know, you need those spaces. Yeah, exactly. And being able to choose what rhythm, like, I mean, you can always just go and just go with the metronome and be like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Nod in your head and you're like, wow, this is great. But being able to challenge that. And there's a lot of, a lot of great musicians that really just push the boundary with that. But, you almost have to be like haunting, but also like catch them off guard, you know, like, well, the, yeah. whoa, I, I never would have thought that would have worked together, you know? No, they do work. And the thing is you can't, as long as you, they don't lose the mood. Now I use more chords than most people do because I write in a European rock style. And even if it's a rock, it's still going to have more than two or three chords. But uh, what I want to bring up that's been coming up a lot from my clients, and you'll, you've seen it all over the place, is the use of featured artists. Now, featured artists, and the thing is, I look at it from both ways, because some of my artists, you know, my clients, uh, are featured artists on somebody else's thing, or some of the artists want to have somebody else be a featured artist on their thing. And it gets into all kinds of situations. Uh, see, I usually do it in a package where I write contracts, but it's somebody else in the studio. But, you know, musicians, you hired a musician, you hired a singer, whatever. You're hiring a featured artist and stuff. Now, the, the importance of this, or let's take it from one direction at a time. Uh, my artist says, well, hey, you know, I want to get paid for this. And the thing is, what a lot of times that I see with featured artists, it's not just the studio time, they're also writing their piece. It could be a hook, it could be a bridge, it might be a rap, it might be a hook sing, you know, singing kind of hook, whatever it is, they're doing all kinds of things. That takes you into writing and publishing besides that. But what I try to tell people with featured artists also is, let, let's say my artist uh, wanted a higher featured artist. And I'll hear things like sometimes, oh, my friend just did it for me, kind of stuff, like for nothing. Now, another option is they paid the featured artist. Another option is they traded favors with it. I'll be on yours, you get, whatever it is. No matter what, if you're the artist that's hiring, quote unquote, the featured artist, you have to have a written agreement with them. And what people don't understand is they say, well, I didn't pay them anything. That doesn't matter. They, you, you are giving them the, uh, the, the artist 
is coming onto your recording, they're doing something, even if it's for free, you don't want them to say two weeks down the road, oh, I can tell you horror stories. You don't want them to say two weeks down the road, uh, I don't like the way I sound, take me off your recording. <laughs> or, yeah. And who owns the recording? No, you can't put it up on the internet for your friends. <laughs> you know, the country, even if it's for nothing, you know, it's, and you want the right to use their name or image likeness. You always hear image or likeness, you know, the name or something. Well, so-and-so appeared as a featured artist. Well, if I like the person, this what the ending is, I want my name up there as the, you know, as a featured artist on the song and stuff like that. Yeah, and nowadays I've seen, I've been seeing a lot of people do not just a feature artist, it's almost like uh, artist X artist. So they're like collabing together on the name. So it's not just like, because you know, sometimes it gets a little hairy when it's like, oh, you're, you're working with somebody else. You don't know whether to put them on the song or put them as a feature. And I mean, some people get offensed by that. Yeah. Well, no, no. Actually, I'm working on exact situation like that right now. I know of several, but I'm working on exact one where the person actually is a harmonica player and he writes songs, but he's not going to do it himself. He wants a different person on each song to be like the featured artist, and they would be doing maybe the singing and maybe this or guitar and stuff like that. And you know, doing a whole album of different people and different songs. Like, oh, this person would be good there. And nowadays, with technology, you don't have to be in the same place to record. I mean, so many times, you know, they just send the track. Hey, you know, I just found one of my clients. Uh, a guitar player played most of the instruments, but wanted this drummer who was twelve states away to do it. So the drummer took the track. You know into the studio, added it, you know, to a separate track away and gave away file of it and they mixed it together. And oh, all these kinds of things come up. Oh, uh, by the way, before I forget with the featured artist, uh, yeah, the, the songwriter publishing is very important, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think we pretty much covered it. But the idea is you need to have everything on paper before they walk in the studio. You know, and my client was really worried. Well, I don't want them, you know, what are they going to do with my saw? Uh, you know, am I paying them? What am I doing? You know, it just has to be by contract, no matter how you're doing it. And that's yeah, that's yeah. simple. You got to do it. It's just yeah. the way it is. You got to protect your ass. You know, it's better to spend a few bucks now than have to spend a lot of money to get out of a mess. Yeah. And if you don't feel comfortable approaching that person, then you can have uh, like your attorney reach out to them and say, hey, listen, we just wanted to just talk to your legal team or you set them up with whoever is in charge of them. Or if it's just them, then you have somebody else speak for you so that the contract can get done and they don't get mad at you directly. Well, what I've done in several situations also, if they didn't want to pay them cash and stuff like that or this or that, is to do a split. Now, in this case, if one person's playing three instruments and the other person's playing one, okay, that person gets a quarter of the split of the royalties for the artist royalties. You could do that. The, that's the easy way, you know? And uh, I have, actually, I have a, an artist right now. It's about to put out some stuff. It's really good. But the thing is that he wrote the songs and he had this well-known artist record them. And they did it together and they have like a combination thing. 
but this is a featured artist, in fact, doing all the singing and playing all the instruments. This guy wrote the lyrics. You know, there's all kinds of ways of working things. People use your imagination, you know. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I feel that we did, we did definitely covered a lot today. Um, but the moral of the story here is don't be afraid. You know what I mean? Don't let somebody else's the uh, skill set or whatever uh, offend you or make you jealous or envious. I mean, you can, you, there's so many things that people don't realize that they have. They're always looking at the shit that they don't have. So you just have <laughs> to be confident in yourself and just understand that at the end of the day, you can accomplish everything that you want, but it's on your time. And if you're not assertive with what you want in this world, then you'll never be able to actually get it. You'll never have the, the right energy for it. Can't argue with that. <laughs> All right, I'll just simply right here say, tune in for the next episode, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Tune in for the next episode.